guys good afternoon this is bernice uh today is january 23rd it's a saturday it's a day to get stuff done you know you're not at work so you can get some work stuff done you can like you know uh cook clean your place um tidy up and all that and rest it's a good day to make an omelet and just stay in bed or you know make errands if you need to uh study your word just catch up on life you know so Thank you for tuning in to Mimi's message. This is Bernice. I am so happy that you're joining and that you have your Bibles ready, your books ready to just dig into what God is saying today. Um, I hope that your morning has been a great morning so far. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we'll be glad in it. Okay, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay, so Take up your armor, take up your weapons, you know, your word, take up whatever it is that you laid down over the week, Um, you know, the stressful things that happen that cause you to just lay down your prayer life, lay down your worship life, lay down your Bible, you know, going to church and just opening your Bible once a week, it's not it, you know, we got to open our Bibles every single day, we got to pray every single day, we got to worship every single day, so Pick up your word back, pick up your Bible, pick up your worship, pick up your prayer life and get before before the throne of grace, before the one who is the I am, before the one who is the almighty, the, the one who reigns supreme. He reigns supreme, the great I am, the Yahweh, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of gods. Let's pick up the things that we laid down because of stress or because of the things that are happening in the world right now. Don't lay down your, your faith. Don't lay down your life. Don't lay down your prayer life. Don't lay down your watchman authority that God has given you. Pick it up. So today we're going to talk about worship. The Lord wants me to talk about worship. Um, so we're going to be digging into worship. Worship is very important. The word of God says that, you know, his house will be called what? A house of prayer. But I also believe that worship is also a act of prayer. Have you ever prayed so much that you start to worship sometimes the lord the holy spirit will bring into you a um a song sometimes i'll be praying in tongues and all of a sudden i'm i'm singing in tongues you know and sometimes the holy spirit will, will let me know what i'm singing by you know when when i sing in tongues and then after i sing in tongues a couple minutes later i'll start to sing the word that i sang in tongues in english and the that's the manifestation of the interpretation of you know tongues one of the gift of the holy spirit and so the holy spirit will help me to interpret what i'm singing sometimes i don't know what i'm singing you know but i'm singing it and sometimes he'll bring a song you know from back in the old times back to you and then you start to sing and you're like whoa you know that's the lord does speak to us also in in worship and he um allows us to to be open to what he's, you know, he's doing at the moment. Uh, so today we're talking about worship. And so, of course, we always start with what? With worship.
Alright, let's take a moment of prayer. Father, we just thank you today. We exalt your holy name, God. We exalt you because you are worthy to be praised. You are the God of gods and the Lord of gods. You are the Lord of lords. You are the King of kings. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Tiskinu. You are Jehovah Ra. You are Jehovah Elohim. You are a God that deserves to be worshipped and to be praised so father as we come before you today to just learn about worship i pray the lord you decrease us and you increase yourself within us holy spirit we are open to you we open our hearts to you we open our minds to you we open our spirit our soul to you you are welcome we are open at this time god for your presence to be upon us to be around us father we thank you for being a god that allows us to come before you as a daughter as a son father i just pray right now the lord as we come before you to learn about worship that lord it will open up the 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 books of heaven god that will give us revelation having prayed for an oil of gladness an oil of worship an oil god of revelation that will be bestowed upon us at this time god unlock the mystery of worship unlock the evidence of 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 worship unlock the revelation of what worship is before us today god and i even pray the lord those that have had a hero worship and self-worship father the lord you will deliver them yes god at this time as we go before you to learn about how to worship the lord of lord how to worship the king of kings how to worship the elohim him how to worship jesus how to 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 come before you and bask in your presence because when we worship god angels that guard portals of worship and praise are are released god to help us to shift the atmosphere and to shift into your glory father and so god i pray the lord as i come before you that you will humble me father i humble myself before you that you will be elevated god that your presence will be upon me and around me and i i thank you for your angels that surround me father i thank you for even even worship music that's going to be birthed out from this teaching i even pray the lord those that have been caught into the office of of minstrel or office of worship father that lord they will start to be stirred in their spirit that even their heart will be stirred their vision will be stirred they will be they'll be in a transition god in where you're taking them concerning worship and i've been pretty lord songs will start to be um 
bubbling within them that lord they will hear heaven they will hear words in heaven they will hear songs in heaven just ask god you you allow me to go into a worship season even a worship moment when i come before you and pray and i pray in tongues god you thrust me into a, a worship i start to sing in worship i start to sing in tongues and i pray the lord they will be able to sing in tongues the lord even not only sing in tongues but just ask god you allow me to not only sing in tongues but to to, to be able to interpret interpret it i pray for a revelation of interpretation of of of, of tongue songs when they do sing in tongues god that you will unveil what they are singing in the in that moment god so I pray the Lord we will have an encounter as the woman at the world had an encounter with Jesus that she ha- had an understanding of what it means to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth because they that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth because he is spirit and God desires to be worshipped because the hour is coming father your, your word says and now is when the true worshiper worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so father we pray for that revelation in in, in john 4 to be bestowed upon us that that when we gain that revelation when we gain that living water that a woman came encounter with when she was in the in the presence of the prophet jesus christ now, when Jesus unveiled to her uh, uh, who he was and also her, uh, about her life, God, that she had such a, a, an evangelistic um, understanding and an evangelistic, evangelistic moment that she went forth and spoke about the glory of the Lord. She went forth and spoke about Jesus. So I just pray the Lord as we come before you to learn about worship and even the time that we take to, to worship you in spirit and in truth, that Lord, we will have an evangelistic um, presence, evangelistic desire to go forth and tell people about your glory and about your kingdom and about your uplifting about your grace and your mercy and your truth god which is the word of god so i just thank you father and i pray the lord you will send forth your angels god east west south north of everyone that is listening at this time that lord they will take position father to minister to us as 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 we learn about your word that they the, the revelations of your word will be upon us god that it will be an open book the lord we will have a revelation like never before even even the things that we've learned even even the the, the verses that we've we've read many many years ago even, even the verses that we've read many times but father the lord when we come before you and we learn at this time that lord it will be a new revelation that we've never even seen before a new a new a new meaning a new word a new rhema word a word that it, it, it will, will shake our being a word that will align us god in the places that we need alignment so I thank you and I pray the Lord your, your word will be upon our lips today that we will put your word in our heart that we will not sin against you. So we thank you for being the God of Abraham. We thank you for being a, the God of Jacob. We thank you for being the God of Esther. We thank you, God, for being the God of Joseph, the, the God of David. We thank you, Father, for being Yahweh. We thank you for being the God of the today. You are the God of today, tomorrow, forevermore, Father. So we thank you for being our God. You never change. You are consistent in being consistent, Father. Even though sometimes you are not consistent, God, you are still consistent. So I just pray the Lord, as we learn about worship, that people who don't know that they are sons and daughters of God, they will have a new understanding of the sonship and the daughter that they are that you are crowning them god as son you are crowning them as as daughters even now father 
that you have crowned them, Father, that they are, are, are okay to come before you, the throne of grace with boldness, because when we know who and whose we are, God, we come before you in a different manner, in a different knowing, because we know that you, we are sons and daughters of you, God. So I just pray the Lord, as we learn about worship, that people who have a, a skewed understanding of worship, a skewed understanding of, of who you are, even who you call them to be, that they will be in alignment, Father, they will be in alignment with what you are calling them to do, and what you're calling them to be at this time that there will be a grace upon them there will be such a power there will be a power god that you will pour upon your people as i as we learn about worship at this moment so i thank you father and i bless your holy name and so we open ourselves to you and i even pray for those that are are uh, having family issues at this time i pray the lord they will have a, a a a calmness about them they will come before your throne and lay it down they will will seek your face god uh, and and ask you for revelation and even even wisdom and understanding and how to go about what it is that they're in need of and in search of god and i even pray the lord you will be the god that will restore you will you, you will raise your right hand god and shift the things that need to be shifted and mold the things that need to be molded god and give them comfort in the areas that they need comfort and i even pray the lord there will be restoration in families god there will be restoration yes holy spirit there'll be there'll be restoration in families that lord they will come together and worship you when the victory has been been brought before them when the thing that they were were struggling with the thing that they were were, were, were praying day and night and seeking your face were, for resolution god when the victory is won god that they will come together as a family and give your name glory and worship you in spirit and in truth there will be a worship that will come upon them god when they see your hand move upon their life and i even pray that lord they will not wait until the victory is won but they will they will celebrate you even now in the midst of 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 the victory being won they will celebrate you because what you have spoken god it shall not return to them void it shall go forth yes god and accomplish what it is that you say it will go forth and accomplish i just i just thank you for the revelation that you're pouring upon your people at this time and and the power yes god the power and the sound mind and the love that you're pouring upon them that lord indeed you love them you love them before they were even yet formed in their mother's womb you knew them god and you love them so i thank you for the love that you are giving us at this time of what it is that you're doing in our lives and father you are the god that loves to be worshipped you love your love language is worship and so we love to worship you just as the angels are before your your face and saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty who is and is and worthy to be praised holy 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 is the god is the lord god almighty who is and and is and worthy to be praised who is and is to come and he is worthy to be praised they are bound before you they are bound before you the elders are bound before you they have your crowns down before your feet father so help us to be in humility we cancel hero worship we cancel self-worship we cancel the spirit of pride that causes us not to be able to come before you and exalt your name above all because your name is indeed above all all names you are the i am i am there is none beside you there's not in front of you there's none that can be beside you that can be compared to you so I pray the Lord as we learn about worship that these spirits of, of, of pride and self-hero and, and, and he will worship God and, and, and self-worship will be dismantled, eradicated, destroyed, cast out, diminished in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus God. That will happen that there will be a fresh, a, a fresh revelation, a fresh um, a, a encounter with you, a fresh understanding of what it is to really mean to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. 
So I pray for that. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for that presence of your sweet perfume. And I pray that, Lord, as we come before you to worship, that, Lord, our senses will be open, that we will be able to smell the sweet perfume in the realm of the Spirit as we worship you, that we will be able to see the shift happen. We will be able to hear, God, we will be able to hear the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord being glorified. We will be able to hear even the words, the songs that you want, to, you, you want us to flow with. We will be able to flow with you, God, in worship. Help us to, to be in tune to the Holy Spirit. Help us to be in tune to the Comforter, the Teacher, to help us to shift in the worship that we need to shift it. There's a different level in worship, God, that when we worship, Father, when we really worship, God, that we will be able to tap into the instrumental instrumental um, instrument that you've given us, in, even in the realm of the Spirit. We have instruments that we play in the realm of the Spirit when we get into that level of worship, Father. And even those that desire to, to be able to seek you in a deeper level, Father, I just pray that, Lord, you will pour upon them a fire, even in their belly, God, that they will have a, a desire to wake up early, God, it, when the Holy Spirit prompts them, that they will wake up, wake up and worship you, God, wake up and bow before you, wake up, fire, and and and, and when there is a worship in the room, they will sense the fire of God upon them, even the fire in their hands, the fire in their feet, the fire in their mouth, fire in, in their presence, they will feel the fire of God being upon them, being around them even when they come to you in worship so i pray for a spirit of humility because without humility we cannot come before you and worship you father there's no way we can worship you when we don't have humility so i just pray for a spirit of humility to be upon us and upon this teaching that lord you will encamp it around your your, your presence that the lord the, the lord's assignment will be will be known that your presence will be known god that your, your, your will will be done and your kingdom will come we agree with heaven today with you god what you have in heaven let it be so on earth so i thank you god and i decrease myself that you will be elevated and you will be increased even the more in the name of jesus i do pray amen oh my goodness this is the second time i prayed i prayed i i prayed the first time and then i i tried to save it and then it did not save so i had to pray the second time anyway we bind and we break every assignment of the enemy off of this uh teaching of worship we destroy it with the blood of jesus it shall not have any effect it shall not have any power we 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 make it powerless in the name of jesus in the name of jesus so um i love this um quote from chandler moore he he said when you worship you are being changed we behold what we become worship causes you to behold god to become like him so you know david is a worshiper we know that you know he wrote the book of psalms David worshiped the Lord. He know he knows how to behold the Lord. I think that's why, you know, he was able to be a instrumentalist who has, you know, a harp. And when he played the harp, demons fled from Saul, right? Uh, and that is deliverance. That he he his worship was a ministry of deliverance. So worship is not just, you know, uh going before the Lord and exalting him, but when we do that, Things are happening in the realm of the spirit. You know, angels are sent forth. Um, deliverance happen, healing happen in worship. Uh, and so, when that happens, God releases angels. And and then, you know, there are angels that are in uh, at the guard, guarding the portals of praise and worship. And there are angels that come to stir up the atmosphere. Um, and so we see that a lot in deliverance. Uh, so if you're in a deliverance ministry or healing ministry, and you don't worship. 
you are shrinking the presence of the Lord. You are halting the high, the higher level that God want to take your ministry. So, um, you know, the Bible says that my house will be a house of prayer. You know, the word, the, the word of the Lord says, God, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. You know, they were making it into a house of um, money and, and selling things. But God, Jesus came and he was like, no. You know, when he was flipping, flipping the tables, he's like, no, no, no. This house will be a house of prayer. And, and also, worship is, a, is a, uh, an act of prayer as well. For me personally, there are many times where I've been before the Lord and I'm praying in tongues. And then all of a sudden, I start to sing in tongues, you know. Uh, and then as I'm singing in tongues, sometimes the Holy Spirit will cause me to then sing in English. And that's basically interpretation of tongues. When, when I'm singing in tongues and then all of a sudden, I start to sing in English. And then the Holy Spirit is basically unveiling to me what I'm singing. And so sometimes if you don't have, you know, words... It's okay to sing to the Lord because singing is also an act of prayer. Okay, singing is also an act of prayer. Sometimes, you know, God will will lead a song to me to just calm my heart or just give me a reassurance or even give me a word through the song because God is the one that releases music, releases worship. Those that worship, right? Those that are psalmists, they come before the Lord to ask for songs especially if you're caught into the 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 ministry of uh of of worship you when you pray god will start to give you um words start to give you sounds tunes uh songs to sing you have a melody in you you know and then you start to sing that melody uh, and then god will keep adding more songs to it and sometimes you will be, you know, uh, in prayer and then a song will just come in your heart. You know, a song that you probably have not even sang in a long time. Because the Holy Spirit is a teacher and he, he searches within you, okay, about the Word of God. And then he brings it back into your remembrance. And that can also be in a form of a song. In the form of a song. So songs are very important to the Lord. Which is why he has angels around him singing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who is and is and is to come. And he's worthy to be praised. Right? The 24 elders. They they what? They bow before the Lord. They put their crowns before the Lord. A time will come when you and I will die. And we will go to heaven. And we will lay down our crowns before the Lord. And worship him. You know. In heaven, we're not only going to worship God alone. We have other responsibilities that God is going to give us. But part of it is to worship Him as well, right? Um, so if you're somebody that is having a hard time understanding worship, like what is worship about? What is it? You know, uh, this is a time that we're going to learn about worship. We're going to study what worship is. And basically, in that time, you know, uh, God is going to open to you revelations of what it is to really come before Him. And worship him in spirit and in truth. So I want you to listen to this song. It's called It Has Been Established by Jacqueline Carr. It's already done. 
So we have worshipped, we have prayed, um, and now we're going to go into the teaching. So before I talk about worship, I want to uh, unveil to you what false worship is. So we know that there's, you know, true worship and then there's false worship. Um, Anything that you put in the place of God is false worship. Because uh, the only person, the only spirit, the only God that we are to worship is Elohim. 
He is the true and living God that we are to worship. So whenever you exalt before the Lord, you are worshiping it. So even for me personally, there are times where, you know, something will happen. And sometimes, you know, as human beings, we get into a, a season of panicking and, oh, my goodness, this and this is happening. And then when we do that, we unknowingly, and that's what the enemy want us to do. We unknowingly put ourselves in a place of worshiping the issue. You know, if something happens, we become stressful. And uh, you cannot pray and worry. You know, you cannot trust the Lord and worry at the same time. And so whenever we start to worry about things, whenever we start to ponder over negative things that have happened, uh, that is also a form of worship. Worry is a form of worship. And what it is that you are elevating your issue beyond the power of God. You are making it higher than the power of God. Of, of God, Instead of making God greater than your issue. So worship is not just, you know, if you're dating somebody and you spend more time with, you know, if you like have a boyfriend and you spend more time with him. Um, or if you're a man and you have a girlfriend and you spend more time with her than spending time in the word of God, having time for God, uh, worshiping, praying, uh, you are in a way worshiping your, uh, your boyfriend or your girlfriend because you're putting them before the Lord. You're putting them more important than the Lord. And that should never happen. If you're dating somebody and they're, they're trying to get your attention more than they want to see you in front of the Lord, want to see you, uh, seeking the Lord then that is a distraction. Anything that comes to steal your focus from the Lord is a distraction and it can be a form of worship. If you put your job to seek money beyond anything, they, they're, you know, money is not evil, but the, the desire for money, you know, is evil. The root of it, you know, what is your purpose in seeking the money? Some people, all they do is work from Monday to Sunday. They don't take time to go to work, I mean, to, to go to church. All they do is work 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 you know the bible says that if you don't work you don't eat but there is uh time to the sabbath it should, should be kept holy you know there's time to be before the lord and go and be in community you know uh to gather with those that are in christ and to seek the lord and not just that but to wake up every morning and seek the lord and pray you know and worship and, and read your word and study the word you know but if you are always just you know, nine to five or even working overtime, then you are serving the, the demon of manna, um, mammon, excuse me, <laughs> mammon. You're serving the, the demon of mammon because you are, um, you know, um, basically putting your needs, your, your, your monetary needs and your desire to gain money be before the Lord. And he is, you know, it says in the word that in heaven, there are many mansions. God he is he created everything he he created your job you know uh so whenever i see people serving money serving their job more than they're serving the lord it grieves me you know it grieves me and i think that in in some way we have all done it you know uh every morning i take time to worship the lord and to seek his face and read his word you know and there have been times when I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. But then I get to work and like, I'm not late, you know, or like, um, I get to work and nobody's there yet, you know? Uh, so that was like many years ago. 
And God let me know, Bernice, you know, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. He knows why he wants you to seek him at that time. So never trade your, your time with the Lord for, for your job, for a relationship, not for you, for your husband, you know, or your wife. Like if you need to tell your spouse, Hey babe, I want to spend the whole day before the Lord today. They should understand, you know, they should be more than happy to see you come before the lord and seek the lord's face you know if you need to tell them hey i cannot do this i can do that i want to you know i feel like the lord is leading me to to um you know to fast and pray you know great you know you should um never put anybody before the lord and so whenever you do that you are elevating the thing and you're making the thing an idol you know anything that can be idolized takes the position of the lord and god is a jealous god he does not like to see his children look at the israelites whenever things were going crazy they were like you know going to the lord oh help us help us but whenever things were going great they're like where where is um where is moses aaron we we need you to make a god for us you know and then they, they took their jewelry and they created a god you know it, it's like it's that it's that um relationship that they had with the lord and, and we, we even see it now, you know, when things are going great, some of us forget about the Lord. When things are going bad, we're like, oh, boo-woo, God, help me, help me. You know, we have to have that husband relationship with the Lord. Like, he is more important to us than anything else. You know, he's he's our father. However you see the Lord, make him greater than anything in front of you. Make him greater than the way you dress, yes. You know, I, I feel like a lot, a lot of us, especially women, you know, the word said that we have, to, we have to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. You know, some of the things that we wear as women can be a, a way of worship. You know, we worship in our body by what we wear, what, what we engage in, and even, even what we buy, you know. Uh, having designer outfit is not it's not bad but when you making an idol that you feel like if you don't wear designer you don't feel worthy then that's that's an idol you know and even the way we, we dress you know we, we don't want to dress to be uh, seen as lustful you know to to make a man fall you know we want to dress to present ourselves as a living sacrifice i mean think about it whenever you wear an outfit you know ask yourself would the, will you be comfortable going before the before the lord in the outfit that you're wearing really ask yourself if right now god came will i be comfortable with him seeing me wearing what i'm wearing right now you know so we have to be mindful even even how we we present ourselves can can be a, a form of worship you know we have to be humble before the lord and let him instruct us in everything that we do so there is uh you know false worship some people worship themselves. You know, that's the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride think, oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm this, you know. Uh, I don't need to go on my feet and worship the Lord. I don't, I don't need to lay down. I don't, I don't need to do, you know. The spirit of pride um, put itself as more um, higher than what's happening in the, in the realm of the spirit. You know, you can see when somebody have a spirit of pride because when the atmosphere shifted, they they have a hard time uh submitting to what God is doing in the room. Uh and then there is false worship. False worship is seen a lot in those that look at celebrities. Honestly, I don't have a I, I don't have a favorite celebrity. I I stopped doing that many years ago because what false worship does is that you start to idolize um the celebrity 
you know, uh, if the celebrity wears a certain dress or say a certain word or does certain things, you know, people start to to uh, rush and do what they're doing. You know, I don't care about Beyonce. I don't care how she dresses. I don't care about, you know, all the I, I don't listen to rap music uh, or uh, worldly music anymore. I've, I stopped listening to that since I believe it's been what, uh, eight years now. I stopped listening to the I only listen to worship music. And so, you know, and if you are still listening to, you know, uh, rap music and all the other type of music, we are all growing. You know, everybody is in a different season in life. You know, for me personally, it was a burden on me. The Holy Spirit literally put it on me like, hey, I'm calling you to, you know, to be set apart. And so I need you to let some things go. And so I had to literally cut those things out of my life. So and it, so it it was a, a transformation, basically. And so if you're not there yet, it's okay. We're all growing. God is going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to help you and nudge you and, and grow you as you keep going. Okay? So this is not a condemnation. I'm just sharing with you my process so that you understand where I'm coming from when it comes to worship. And so I had to, you know, remove all those things. So I don't look at people in media as more exalted. No. God is more exalted than anything else, okay? And so I don't follow... That's why I'm a type of person that I don't follow the crowd. I, I like to stand out. I don't like, you know, doing what other people are doing. I don't like mimicking people. I don't like, um, you know, going with the crowd. I like to stand out and be who God has called me to be. And that is the, the, the thing that I, I find is being uh, drained out of the... the um, the world right now that people are starting to mimic each other it's a little mimic can happen and uh yeah so that's that's my my take on it that uh worship you know false worship has to do with hero worship worshiping people in and even i would say this even people who are in higher position in ministry some people worship them you know uh some people become paralyzed by their opinions meaning that just because somebody is in a higher ranking than you doesn't mean that you listen to everything that they say because they're still human just as you are and they can make an error but of course you know you you want to respect in your leadership but i have come to realize that some, there are some people who are paralyzed by leaders meaning that meaning that their their leaders have made them dependent on them that they cannot listen to god for their own they cannot do things on their own they have to always you know go and and seek the leader like for you know having wise counsel is great it's amazing but you don't want to be um paralyzed by your leader and that's the thing about me like when i have um mentors you know in my life they always give me the open space to be comfortable you know, to come to them when I need to come to them and also to go to the Lord when I need to go to the Lord. You know, they don't make me a baby in Christ. That's that's the thing I'm looking for. You, you don't want to have be under a, um, a leadership that you have to be a baby in Christ because that means that you will always be a baby in Christ. And the word says that what you cannot feed on, on milk alone. You got to feed on the, the meat of the word, right? And so hero worship comes in play when people don't know who they are right and they don't know the authority that god has given them and they have leaders leaders that are um basically uh, making paralyzing their spiritual growth okay and so that's when hero worship comes in play and then that's when the occult and all that stuff happens but i'm not going to touch that and then there's self-worship it comes with the spirit of pride so um if you are somebody that is dealing with any of this uh 
the one thing that you can start to do is start to repent and tell the Lord you are sorry that you ever put anybody in his place. You ever exalted anybody beyond him because he's the only one that needs to be exalted and the only one that needs to be before you. You know, the word says that, you know, worship from a place of a contrite heart, right? No, we don't have to sacrifice blood, you know, and sheep and goats and all the things that we had to do because Jesus paid it all. So we don't have to go and find pigeons and all those things and goats and try and kill and, and let the sweet perfume go to heaven. Our worship, when we open our mouth, is a sweet perfume. The Lord breathing us, okay? And all we can do is open our, our mouth and, and, and worship Him. We don't want rocks crying out for us, right? Because He will make rocks to cry out if we don't cry out to the Lord. So when you are worshiping, you are basically sending a sweet perfume to the Lord. And it's not really about your motion. You know, it's not about um, what you do with your body. It's about your heart. God is looking at it. It's about the heart. You know, some people worship by lifting their hands. Some people worship by laying on the floor. Uh, some people worship by just sitting down. It's not about your movement. Mm-mm. It has nothing to do with that. It's about your heart. Because somebody can, you know, raise your hand and, and bow down and do all these, you know, dramatic things. But God is looking at them and, and he's looking at them and he's like, uh, that is not worship to me because your heart is not right. Your heart is not postured right. You know, so it's always about the heart. There are people that will sit still and they are worshiping. You will not even know because God is looking at the heart. So true worship is in spirit and in truth because your heart and your spirit is in tune with the Lord. Okay. And your heart is true in spirit and in truth. Your heart is true before the Lord. Okay. There are people like for me personally, I go into another level of worship when I lay down flat before the Lord. When I lay down before the Lord, you know, there are people who will stand up and walk around and worship or lift their hands and and dance and and sing and play instrument and all that. But for me personally, the place that I go into a deeper level of worship is when I lay flat on the floor. That is a way of just me just being a contrite heart before the Lord, bowing down completely before him. And yours might be standing, you know. It's all about the heart posture. Because there are times when I come and worship that, you know, maybe I might have a heavy heart and I I might be like uh, raising my hands. And, And God knows I'm not in that level of worship yet because he sees that my heart is not at that point yet. But as I continue to worship, I, my 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 spirit is in tune with the spirit of the Lord, and my heart start to be healed. And then as as I keep worshiping, as my heart start to be healed, I I then have a, a a heart of a truthful heart before the Lord that He then can see. And then I start to sense the spirit of the Lord around me. Then I start to sense the the the, the angels that He releases in the room. So it's a process, but it starts with the heart, you know. Uh, yes, you can clap your hands. Yes, you can raise your hands. Yes, you can dance and, and you know how you know you can dance until your clothes come off and all that. But if your heart is not in the truth, in the manner that it should be, God is not hearing you. You're just making noise, basically. And so I wanted to uh, take you guys through the word of God. Uh, as I was uh, preparing, the Lord led me to Exodus. And also we're going to look at John 4. 
uh, the, the woman at the well. And then we're going to look at Exodus 15 uh, and 14. I want to take you through two, two, two situations where one of them was a woman that was broken. A woman that was lost, that was coming to basically get water. She didn't know that she was about to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what worship does. When you come before the Lord, you don't know you're about to be thrust into another realm of of worship you don't even know that you're about to be sent angels to to help deliver you or even heal you or even give minister to you or even give you a calm spirit you know and we see that in in the book of john this woman came and she came you know basically seeking water but then as she came seeking water she found something even greater and that's what worship does that when you come seeking something else god will cause you to find exactly what it is that you are your spirit is in need of what it is that your body is even in need of what it is that even your mind is in need of he unveiled things he he unveiled things to you that you didn't even know that you needed to begin with and that's what worship does and then we're going to look at um Exodus, uh, Exodus 15 and 14 about, you know, the song of Moses, uh, you know, when the Israelites were freed from under Pharaoh uh, and and the Lord led them out of Egypt and they sang a victorious song to the Lord. So we're going to see moments when there was an encounter that God did something and that caused people to worship, you know, we don't always have to wait for God to do something for us to worship, but sometimes because God does something for us that we, we are then able to worship later on in life when something similar or even something horrible happens, we then remember what God did in the past and not even cause us to say, okay, he's a God that brought me out of you know that situation so therefore he will so I'm going to give him praise because I've seen his hand before so therefore I know that he's going to do it again. Personally, myself, I remember I was fasting about something. And as I was fasting, I felt like I needed to break my fast. I really felt like I needed to break my fast. I was like, wait a minute. I've been fasting for all these weeks about this specific thing. And I was like, nah, I'm going to break my fast because I know that God has already done it. And, and that was me showing the Lord that God, I don't need to fast the whole fast. I'm breaking it because I know it's already done. And as I broke it, you know, and I, and I ate what I needed to eat and I, you know, whatever I gave up. I um I, I gave up ice cream and I, I ate the ice cream as a celebration to the Lord. That Lord, I am letting you know that I believe that you already done this. So I don't need to fast anymore. And guess what? Within a couple of days, what it is that I prayed, I've been fasting for all this time happened. Because my faith was being eminent through my fast, through through me breaking the fast. And after and when I broke the fast, I worshiped the Lord. I praised him. And I said, God, I know I've not, I've not seen it yet, but I'm letting you, I'm worshiping you right now. And I'm breaking the fast to let you know that I know that it's already done. And as I did that, that was a way for me to let the Lord know that he's victorious. And I worshiped him and I exalted his name. So we see that, you know, even in us, our worship is an act of faith. Our worship at that time, my worship was an act of faith that Lord, I'm already praising you before it's already done. I'm already giving you praise. I'm already worshiping, you know, exalting your name. I'm already giving testimonies about how great you are before it's even done because I know that you are the God of yesterday. You're the God of today. You're the God of tomorrow. 
And so when worship comes in play, you exalt the Lord beyond your circumstances. You exalt the Lord beyond your issues. So whenever the enemy attacks you, and I have learned this, and even God has brought it back to my remembrance even this week, you got to worship the Lord. Because when you worship the Lord, you are exalting him beyond your, your the issue that the enemy brought in your life or whatever the attack was, even what, whatever the warfare was, you are exalting the Lord beyond that. And that put the enemy back in his little box that he is, he is irrelevant, okay? And his demons are not, have no power, okay? So whenever you find yourself stressing and fearful, and timid or whatever it is just worship because in worship there is healing in worship there's deliverance there's so much that happens in worship sometimes you don't have words but all you have is a song and that's okay because he's looking at your heart he's looking at your heart so i want us to look in um john 4 the samaritan woman meets her messiah right so this woman, uh, basically, she doesn't have a name. She does not have a name. But we, we, we read about her because of her encounter with the Lord. She came, just as you and I, to seek something. She came for water at the well. And, you know, the reason why she came in a certain time of the day was because people were basically um, making her feel uncomfortable because of, you know, her, her history. Of um, being a, a woman who is uh, loose, you know, had she had a, a multiple men, and so she felt unworthy, and so she came to get water in certain time of the day. So let's read uh, John four. So let's read John four, and and we see here that Jesus specifically left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Just to see this woman. Do you, do you see the power in this? That when we, when we, even in our uncertainty, even in our unknowing, God has already positioned himself to meet us in worship. This woman was not seeking the Lord. But the Lord met him and met her. The Lord met her. See, that's the thing about God. That he, he, he will send angels. Sometimes, I would say this for myself. Sometimes God will wake me up around like two o'clock or three, you know, in certain times of the day or at the night, mostly at the night time. And then I'll have this desire to worship because angels have been released in the room to stir up the atmosphere for me to worship. Because he wants to meet me in a place that I, I need I need to go in a in a in a position of worship to meet him. And then he will release certain things to me or he will tell me certain things. So he will even heal me, you know, heal my heart, heal, heal things in my life that needs to be healed. Because worship does something in us that we don't see with our physical eyes. So let's see John 4. It says he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. He needed to go through Samaria. He had to go there. He's like, no, I cannot pass by this woman. I need to go see her. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, isn't that just powerful? That is the God that we serve. He needs to meet you at 2 a.m., okay? <laughs> he can't wait till 3. He needs to meet you. So whenever you feel the presence of the Lord, the desire to worship, just do it. Because he's meeting you there. So he can, I mean, think about it this way. What if, you know, 
Jesus said, I need to go see this woman in Samaria. And the, and the woman was like, mm, I'm not going to go to the to the well today. I'm just going to stay home. She will miss this, this encounter with the Lord. So when you ever feel prompted to do something that the Lord is leading you to do, just do it. Because he has a purpose for it. So five, it says, so he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sikar. Near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So uh, let's see, six. It says, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat to us by the well. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For he, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a, a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So that was true. At that time, Jews and Samaritans were not able to converse with each other, even come close to each other because, you know... um basically they were not allowed to do that because um jews were more so seen as higher you know because they were so close to the lord uh samaritans were you know not looked at in a way of worthiness and so she was like how are you asking me you know for drink that should not be the case uh 10 jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of god because jesus is a gift right and who it is and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He says you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Many of us, when we come to the Lord uh, in a form of worship, you know, or even before him, we, we because we don't know the gift that he is, because we don't know the gift that Jesus is, we don't, we don't ask what we need to ask, you know. We don't, because we we not we don't completely comprehend his entity, his deity, his um, power, his authority, his oneness, his greatness. We ask little things, but God is like, ask me big things. Ask me for a mansion. Ask me, you and your husband's gonna have a big multi-million-dollar ministry, you know, around the globe, around the world. Ask me big things. Ask for a mega church. Ask. Ask for a job that pays you $2 million a year. Ask away. Ask for a spiritual gift that will help, you know, people be set free. Ask for, you know, um, land that you can plant a, a, a building on to help people who are orphanages and, you know, people who are orphans. And ask away. But this woman was standing in front of Jesus who can give him, uh, who, who can give her living water. And basically, she was not comprehending that. Because her spirit was not able to see, you know, that this is Jesus. So 11, it says that the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? And many of us, you know, God is telling, like Jesus is telling her right now, I'm the living water you need. And she's asking him like, where is this living water? You know, we, some of us, we question the Lord. And I, I believe this is a, a, a moment of um, interaction, encounter with the Lord. And many of us have come to this point in our own worship with the Lord. 
you know, in our own moment with God, that we are having conversation, even when we are worshiping, even in certain songs, when you look in Psalms, even in certain songs that, that David played and David sang to the Lord, it's conversation. It's conversation. So he says, 12, are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. And that's true. Whatever it is in this world, your husband, your job, your, your finances, your health, your, uh, your ministry, you know, um, your children, your, your, your friends, your clothes, everything that you have, you always need more of it. But one thing is with the Lord. When you have him, you have everything. That's why you never thirst anymore because he feels you. Like, even for me, sometimes when I worship the Lord, when I come out of worship, I just feel full. Like, I feel like I'm just full. Like, my, I, I, like even though I've not eaten all day, I feel full. It's because of the Spirit of the Lord just fills you up, you know. And that's what he's talking about. Like, I will always want to get more clothes, you know. You know, um, you will always want to get more of something. But when you have the Lord, he fills every area of your life. Like there is, you cannot thirst after anything beyond the Lord because he is it. He's the I am. You, you, you don't have any desire for any God but the Lord. When you have a taste of the Lord, when you have salvation and you finally get a taste of who God is. You know, that's why people, when they are in like all night prayer or all night worship. When we come out, you know, out of it, and then we go to our homes, we desire to go back in that presence. You know, when the atmosphere shifts, when we are praying in tongues, and we feel the Spirit of the Lord in the room, it's a desire that we want to go and just seek again, because it fills us. It fills us up. But when you drink water, you know, when you eat, you will always be hungry again. But there's something about when we come out of worship, we just feel full. You know, we feel full for for a while. We feel really full. And and it's the relationship that we have to, with the Lord. You know, nothing can come in between me and God. Because when I look at my life, you know, and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out with joy. Because He has filled every area, every place that I needed Him to put His hand on, He put His hand on. You know, when I was sick, He healed me. You know, when I, need, I needed him to be Jehovah Jireh, he was. When I, I needed him to be Jehovah uh, Rapha, he was. And that's the thing about the Lord, that he feels every area. So you don't ever feel thirsty again. You don't ever feel the need to seek after something again because he feels it. He's there. He, he, he occupies that thing that you need. If it's a father that you need, he occupies it. If it's a mother that you need, he occupies it. If it's a friend that you need, he occup- he, he is a friend, the word says to us. He, he, he's everything. He's a, like a full course meal, basically, right? He, he's, he, he's not a snack. You know, when you eat a snack, you always be hungry again. But the Lord that we serve is a full course meal. He has everything in his hand. He has everything. And that's what it's saying here that... You know, uh, it says, whatever, uh, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whatever you drink in the world, whatever you seek after in the world, you will want more of it. You always be thirsty. You always be left empty. 
But when you seek after the Lord, you'll be filled. Even when things are going crazy, you just have a, a reassurance in you. You know, that the Lord is fighting for you. Exodus 14, 14. You know, be still. Let, be still be still, and let, let the Lord fight for you. Even when things are going crazy, you're like, you know what? I know God is with me and he's, he's instructing me in how to deal with this, you know? So let's continue reading. It says, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. Springing up into everlasting life. You know, it says, well, out of our belly will flow what rivers of living water. Out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. And so when God fills you up, you will flow. Whatever he puts in you will flow out of you. You know, when people don't have peace because they don't have, because they've not come to the Prince of Peace. They've not allowed God to pour his peace on them. When people don't have joy, it's because they've not opened themselves to the joy of the Lord. Which is your strength. You know. Whatever is in you will flow out of you. Right. Out of your belly will flow. What? Rivers of living water. So he says 15. He says the woman said to him. Sir. Give me this water. That I may not thirst. Nor come here to draw. So she came into her senses. And that's the thing in worship. When we are in worship. As we continue to be before the Lord. And we allow him to to prune our heart and to remove things from our heart and he's like you don't need this you don't need that man he don't treat you right let him go be like oh no god if i let him go i don't have anybody else he's like i am your man right now i you you all you need is me right now i have a man ready for you he he's equipped for you i'm making him great for you or if you're a man like you know he's telling you i have you know he has a woman for you a wife for you a favor for you you know so in that time of worship, God will start to reveal things to you. Just as like as this encounter with the with the Samaritan woman that Jesus had with her, there was a conversation, and it, it might not be you know um, words, but in, internally you have revelations. There are many times where I've I've been in worship that the Lord will start talking to me, you know, um, as I go deeper in worship, He He will bring to to my mind certain things, and I, I then I start to pray. And then I go back into, into worship. And then he would bring certain things to me. And then I start to pray. And as I'm worshiping, and, and worship is happening in the realm of the spirit, in the atmosphere. And I'm praying, and I'm worshiping. Things are happening. And so let's see what else she said when she came back into her senses. She said, um, 16, it says, Jesus said to her, go, call your, hu- your husband and come here. And that's the thing that happens in worship. God will reveal yourself to you, you know. He will, and, and, and even in prayer too, he will reveal yourself to you. He will. Before you get into a deeper level in worship, especially, like, especially for me, when I lay down on the floor, prostrate, God will start bringing to me like visions or like start talking to me or even start like reminding me of situations that I've, I was in. And he'll be like, this, you, you did not act right in this situation. Oh, this is what you needed to do. You know, he'll start to show me things. Even though I think that I'm, I'm, I'm coming before him to exalt him, he will start to like clean things in my life and show me things that I need, I need, I need to like repent from or even do. 
there'll be a time where he will he will basically check you you know be like you know check your heart and that's the thing and with worship worship is a place for the lord to check your heart <laughs> you know it's about the heart and so let's see it says he basically asked him asked her go and you know go and call your husband and come here the woman answered and said i have no husband jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband. And that's the thing in worship is that there have to be a truth in worship. You know, it says in spirit and in truth. Because in worship, you got to be truthful. God is going to work in your heart. And he's going to unveil things to you. And as he does that, he's going to be asking you questions. You can't be like, oh yeah, no, that, that never happened. But it did happen. And then he's, he starts to show you things. So worship is not just a place to exalt the Lord. It's a place for you and him to have conversation. Even unspoken conversation, he will, he will, he will speak to your heart and speak to your spirit, okay? Because it's in his spirit and in truth, and so there's there's gonna be a spirit to spirit encounter happening, and a heart which is where the truth comes from, okay? Uh, it says here seventeen. The woman answered and said, "I have no husband." Jesus said to her, "You have well said. I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband." In that you have spoken, in that you have spoke truly, and we see that she was being truthful here. You know, she didn't lie, and that's that's where the truth come from, in spirit and in truth. You gotta be, you know, truthful in the presence of the Lord. And it says here, nineteen. The woman said to him, "Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Uh, our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place." Where one out to worship. Jesus said to her. Woman believe me. The hour is coming. Who Jesus I love that. The hour is coming. Who my God. The hour is coming. When you will neither on this mountain. Nor in Jerusalem worship the father. Isn't that amazing. That we don't have to go to Jerusalem. To worship the Lord. We can be anywhere. You can be in your closet. You can be in your car. You can be in the marketplace. You can be in your um, your job. Sometimes, you know, I'll close my door, my office door, and I'll start to worship. You know, you can be uh, in your bathroom and worship. You can be in the shower, okay? You can be cooking and worshiping. You can be walking your dog and worship. You don't got to be at a specific place because God is spirit. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Isn't that amazing? And we don't have to travel all the way to Jerusalem. My goodness. You, you Think about it. It's going to be a long line <laughs> to just do that. God is so brilliant. He's so brilliant. So he says, you know, um, 19, uh, what, 20. It says, our fathers. Well, let me see. Hold on. Uh, it says, uh, uh, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is for the Jews. That's the thing. This is the key here. You worship what you don't know. But we know we know what we worship. And that's the thing. That's the key here. God is spirit. Okay. So to worship him, you have to know him. Okay. You have to know. To, to get into a deeper level in worship, you got to know him. You know, unbelievers... Will want to worship the Lord, but if you don't know Him, you don't really know how to posture your heart. And that's the thing when it comes to worship, you got to know the Lord. 
You know, you, you got to know who he is, that he is love, that he is your father, that he's mighty, that he's powerful. Because then your spirit can be open to his spirit. Okay, to the spirit of the Lord. He says, you don't know what you worship, but we know what we worship. For salvation is for the Jews. But the hour is coming. My God, again, the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. That's why it's not about the place that you worship. It's not about your, your, your body posture. Okay? It's about your heart. Because when your heart is right and when your spirit is right and your spirit is in tune with the Lord, you will bow down. You will lay on the floor. You will, you know, um, be in a posture that your heart is in, is in truth and your spirit is in tune with the Lord. And that is where the in spirit and in truth comes in play. And so we see that it says, you know, in 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. It's not should or maybe or can. He says they must. You must. There are times where I've been before the Lord. And, you know, when I enter into worship, I don't really feel like when I was beginning, you know, the beginning stage of worshiping the Lord daily. You know, when I let go of rap music and, you know, watching uh, movies and all of that stuff. Uh, when I came before the Lord, you know, many years ago, um, it was it was it took some time for me to 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 enter into the into the level of worship that I needed to be in to be able to like you know uh, pray even pray in tongues and pray in you know in the spirit. But as time as time went on and I made it a habit of mine, after that I can I can you know enter into worship and be immediately in that position that I need to be you know and it takes work it takes work it takes time and it takes work you know because it says worship him those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth it takes time to get to that in spirit and in truth and I had to prune some things out of my life before I can get there. Because before I can shift the room, before I can shift the atmosphere, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit, because I don't do this alone. I don't I don't I don't do anything in my power. But I do it in a humble heart and relying on the Holy Spirit to help me. You know, so it takes some time to get to the spirit and the truth. But you have to let certain things go. I had to let certain things go. I had to not think too much about what is happening, you know, what I'm doing. I had to get to a point where I'm able to flow with the Lord, even to, to like, you know, uh, have moment where he would tell me, listen to this song or play this song or, or sing this song or, or pray this or, or do that. That's when you start to flow with the Lord. Okay. Uh, I'm not somebody who write down, you know, prayer points before I go and pray. I flow with the Holy Spirit. And even in worship, you know, I don't have a list. Normally, if I make a list, it's because I already seek the Lord's face about what songs to play before I even make a list. So, even especially like for my conference that I have, Redemption Conference, uh, God will give me the, the, the songs to play 
in different certain times, you know. And when I'm there, he would change it sometimes. He would say, play this one instead or play that. So it comes with, you know, being in the spirit, in, in spirit and in truth. The spirit part is you plugging into the spirit of the Lord so that you are you are sensitive to the to what God is doing, to what Jesus is doing, to what the Holy Spirit is doing, to what uh, angels are doing in the room, you know. And so when you, you get into that spirit, that's when you start to, your eyes start to open. You start to see in the realm of the spirit. You start to sense things. You, you start to hear things that the Lord is releasing. You you start to see the light in the room, right? The angels, right? You start to um to even like, you know, um smell the sweet perfume in the room. There have been times when I, I worship that I smell, I smell lavender, you know, or I smell, um yeah, lavender or um uh perfume, you know, and even like, Worship does that as well. Sometimes, like I remember one time as I was praying, uh, I was worshiping and then I started to smell men's perfume, right? I was worshiping and then I, I started to smell men's perfume and I was like, why am I smelling men's perfume? And the Lord told me, I need you to pray for men, okay? I need you to pray for men in, in leadership or I need, I need you to pray for men who are the head of the house. I need you to pray for men. And and then he said, I need I need you to pray for black men, you know, specifically about, you know, the racial thing that, the racial things that were happening. And that was even before, you know, all this, you know, um riots happened. That was like a week before the riots happened. And so when the riot happened, I was like, Oh, okay, I understand why in worship the Lord was unveiling to me to pray because he led me to smell so that I know what to pray about. And so when you are in the spirit that's when your spirit is with one with the divine encounter of the Lord, the atmosphere of the Lord, right? The veil is, is, is very thin between the physical and the spirit. And so when you enter into worship and you become one with God, you know, one with the spirit of the Lord, one, one with the Holy Spirit, that's when the in spirit happens. And then your heart posture is in truth, right? And so let's continue reading. It says, um... 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all these things. He will tell us all things. 26, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And that's the thing that she finally, she finally realized, got the revelation of the spirit of the Lord right in front of her. And that's what worship does. As you continue to commune with the Lord, He will start to unveil Himself to you, and He will start to tell you about yourself. And as He tell you about yourself, you start to you start to have a belief, and you start to have a, a revelation and understanding. And then, as that happens, He will start to unveil Himself even more to you. And that's what we see here. The woman was having a conversation with the Lord about worship. This was about worship. And the Lord was leading her through the process of worship. She came there looking for something else, but she came there to find the living water. She came there to find the Messiah. And as she continued to converse with the Messiah, revelation was poured into her. Then she started to realize, oh, wait a minute. You are a prophet. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are the Messiah. And then Jesus told her, he's the Messiah. And then what happened? 27. And at that uh, and. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? 
or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I, I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. So you see what happened here at the end? She not only met the Messiah, she not only got the revelation, but her purpose was unveiled to her, which is what evangelism. She went and told the people about what she encountered. And that's what worship does. That as you keep seeking the Lord in worship, he's going to unveil to you your purpose. Your purpose, you know, for me personally, um, in worship, the Lord let me realize that I have a gift. I have a, a gift uh, and a, a mantle of deliverance because I was worshiping the Lord and I went into another level of worship that I've never been before. And I, and then he gave me a harp in the, in, in the realm of the spirit. So, and I'm being transparent here because I want, I, want, I want to unveil to you what happens when you seek the Lord in worship, that he will give you things in the realm of the spirit. You know, when, when you see people, you don't really see them, if you know what I mean. There are people who have weapons in the realm of the spirit that you don't see. There are people who have instruments in the realm of the spirit that you don't see. Only when the atmosphere of the Lord is in the room that you they, they will start to emerge in the realm of the spirit, who they are really in the spirit. You know, so the Lord gave me a harp to play. I was playing, you know, harp, and I was seeing parts of the harp in, in the spirit. I was like, whoa. And so I asked my, my um, I had an apostle at that time who was my mentor. And I asked her, I'm like, can you have instrument in the spirit? And she was like, yeah. And she said, David had instrument. I was, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so she was basically prophesying to me like, hey, God just gave you a harp. Embrace that. And so I don't always play the harp, but I have to be at a, a, a level of worship that the harp will start to be played. That, that, the, that I will be in a position where I feel the presence of the Lord so much that my spirit will be open to playing the harp. So I realized that I have a gift of deliverance. Right? Because the harp is played to what? By David to what? To push uh, demons away, to, to cause demons to flee. And so I realized that I have that gift. It's because I dwelled in worship. So when you dwell in worship, when you have an encounter with the Lord, He will start to unveil your purpose to you. And then you start to understand why it is that He created you. So now let's take a break of worship. I just want you to take a moment to worship. Think of yourself as the, the Samaritan woman. You'll come in and you don't know what you, you are in need of, but you're going to come and meet Jesus. So I want you to take time to worship with these different songs that I'm going to be playing. And I want you to have a heart of posture. Open your heart to the Lord for Him to do the work. You're going to have conversations with the Lord throughout this time. You know, some of them may, may be spoken, some of them might not be spoken. But just open your heart because this is a, 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 a time of in spirit and in truth, okay? It's okay. It's not how you enter worship. It's how you leave worship. That's important. Okay, as you enter it, he's going to do a work in you and you're going to leave different. You're going to leave restored, renewed, uh, empowered, opened, uh, healed, delivered. You're going to leave with, with a different heart of a contrite heart. You're going to leave different. Okay, so let's take time to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. 
you had some time to worship the lord really from a heart posture of truth in a spirit of of just being in tune with his spirit being in tune with the holy spirit and having a heart posture 
toward him remember it's not about what you're wearing it's not about the garment of you know how you raise your hand and how you you jump up and clap your hand it's about your heart posture he wants to see your heart so i i thank you for joining part one of true worshiper um so um i want you to take time if you need to take more time to worship um do that take more time to worship most of the time when you're worshiping god the holy spirit will give you the next song to play or the next song to sing he will put it in your heart and you start to feel like you want to you want to listen to this song that's how you flow with the lord in worship he leads you he tell you what to listen to or what to sing along with or what to even sing from your heart to him and so i want you to um tune into part two of the uh worship um having a spirit and in truth worship um heart posture for the lord and we're going to talk about um, how the Israelites worshiped the Lord through the time of transition. And when they came out of Egypt, how they worshiped. You know, we will look at it in depth because it shows us that they worshiped the Lord um, by re- reminding the Lord what he did for them. And that is also a part of worship that your heart and your mind remember the goodness of the Lord and so you give him praise. So thank you for listening to part one of this worship um, teaching that the Lord wants me to show you that it's not about what you do outside of your body. It's about what's going on inside of your heart. Um, Which is why, you know, he said that, you know, in Ezekiel that um, he will cause the hardened heart to be what? To be soft. He will replace it with a soft heart. So the hardened heart will be made softer because he's looking for those that have a contrite heart, that have a heart posture that is um, humble and also open to him and very, um, very, uh, um, very, um, what's the word i'm looking for very humbled and very uh, authentic before him yes the word is authentic he's looking for that authentic heart posture uh he can see all the dramatic and all of the stuff that happens in the outside but the more you go for for um a posture of being authentic before the lord it will start to come out and then you start to raise your hand and do all of the things that you normally do And so I hope that you were blessed today and that what we looked at with the woman at the well blessed you um, and that you are um, learning, you know, even deeper. There's even more deeper level in worship that, you know, even the most um, great psalmist still has to get to that point. And we are all growing with, you know, with the Lord and, and he's working in us and through us from glory to glory and from victory to victory. So... Thank you so much for listening, and I pray that you will have a blessed rest of your day, uh, that you will feel the joy of the Lord in your heart, 